this time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. People have been so good. Chloe and Adam came home immediately they heard about their granddad and stayed until he was out of immediate danger. Tricia has been the typical brick, force-feeding us all. In spite of that, I must have lost weight. My clothes are all loose on me. Anxiety must be good for dieting. Perhaps that's why all dieters look worried. Mum has been staying with Jeff and Tricia when we could at last persuade her to leave the hospital. Young Mr Davis left a message that I wasn't to worry about anything but to take as much time as I needed. Pippa has cleaned my entire house. I think she's been looking for an excuse for years. And Bev has been Bev, making me laugh, making me cry and being my best friend. Dad has had so many cards with such lovely messages. I didn't know he knew so many people. I think even Mum is surprised at the people who have taken the trouble to send a card or letter. Reading some of the notes from people who say how helpful Dad has been to them in all sorts of ways, I've seen a whole new side to him. Of course, I've always known that I could depend on him, but he's my dad. But it seems that any number of others feel the same way. Brian has phoned a few times, even came into the hospital last Friday. Strangely enough, though, Dad fell asleep just after he arrived. And David's been unobtrusive. He phones most evenings at about 10.30 when he knows I'll be there. I was starting to feel guilty about it, so one evening when he phoned I said, Look, David, it's awfully kind of you to keep calling like this, but you don't have to, you know. Just because you happen to be in the office when I had the phone call doesn't make you obligated to call me and I'd... Alison? Yes? Shut up. And he's visited the hospital a few times as well. I turned up one day last week and Mum said... Oh, you're here, Alison. You could have got the banana. What? If you'd been a minute earlier, you could have gone for the banana. What banana? Oh, your dad was fancying one. Was he? I'll go down and get him one then. No, you don't listen, do you? I've sent David now. You sent David? Well, I was just about to go myself when he appeared, so I said, you wouldn't be a dear and get a banana for Bill, would you? What are you looking at me like that for? He was delighted to go as if he had much choice when my mother's around. We went for a walk yesterday, David and I, that is. He suggested, after asking when was the last time I had been anywhere except the hospital. He asked me in front of my parents as well, which was hardly fair. I said, thank you, that's a kind thought, but I really should try and catch up on things about the house. My mother snorted. I said, what? Far be it from me to interfere, but since when has housework been a priority with you, Alison? It's very kind of David to offer to take you out for some fresh air. I've been thinking you're looking peaky myself, and it's churlish of you to turn him down after all he's done for you. I can't argue with that, Mrs Jones, David said, and I swear he was smirking. You go, Alice, for me. How could I refuse them when my dad said that? David drove us along the coast a bit and we strolled in companionable silence along the beach. Then on the way back we called into a little cafe for a cream tea. That was David's idea. When he ordered it I protested, Oh no, just a cup of tea will be fine. I really should try to get back on my diet. It's gone to pieces since Dad has been ill. David shook his head. Alison, you have absolutely no need to diet. Your figure is just perfect as it is. <laughs> it isn't, of course, but it was nice of him to say so, and they were very nice scones.
Jeff went back to work last Wednesday and I am returning tomorrow. I'm only doing half days at first. Young Mr D told me there was no need to rush back, but I will want to take more time off when Dad comes home, so it's better this way. And so many people are asking if they can visit him now, he doesn't need us around all the time. Between making an effort for his other visitors and his physiotherapy, he's worn out and spends most of the time we're here sleeping, as he is now. I will be going soon. I could have stayed a bit longer, except I'm going to the pub with Bev and Pippa tonight. Bev came in to see Dad with me yesterday evening and made sure she had him on her side before inviting me, or rather, telling me we were going. Later. Honestly, Bev and Pippa have the stupidest ideas. We were hardly settled in the pub before Bev said, Well, tell us all about it. Oh, I sighed, where do I begin? It's been a difficult few weeks. I'm just so relieved that Dad is starting to... No, not that. We know about your Dad. We want to hear all about David. David? There's nothing to tell. No, that's not true. I admit I did misjudge him. He has been very kind and helpful. Yeah, and the rest. What rest? There isn't any more. Nothing more? You went out with him yesterday. Did you snog? Oh, Bev. You know I hate that word. Oh, I do beg your ladyship's pardon. OK, did you kiss? Bev pursed her lips and made a kissy noise. No, of course not. Why on earth would we? Well, you didn't, Pippa sounded surprised. Look, when I say David has been helpful, that's what I mean. Nothing more. He took me out for a walk yesterday because he felt I needed some fresh air. He was concerned for you, you mean? Yes. No, not like that. Has he, or has he not been phoning you every evening? Yes, but that's only to see how Dad is progressing. Why should he care about your father? Because he feels involved, because he happened to be in the office when they had the news, and he very kindly drove me to the hospital, that's all. He just feels, what? Obliged. Alice, what does a man have to do? Bev sighed. Honestly, Alison, you're a bit thick sometimes. Thick? Me? Why? It's obvious he fancies the pants off you. Isn't that right, Pippa? I might not have phrased it like that, but Bev's right. He is definitely interested. And in you, not your dad. If it had just been Bev, I would have put it down to her fertile imagination. But with Pippa ganging up on me as well, I was beginning to waver. All right, then. If he is as interested as you say, why didn't he kiss me yesterday? He was too much of a gentleman, I'm afraid. Yeah, he doesn't want to make any move that might seem to be taking advantage of you when you're in a vulnerable state. Pippa gave Bev a look of surprise. That's very perceptive of you, Bev. Yeah, well, I'm not completely stupid. The big question is, how is Alice going to tell him she's ready and available? She can invite him round for a meal. Yeah, thank you for all your help, Bill. Bit of subdued lighting, some soft music and you'll be away. Have you got any condoms? Condoms, I yelped. How did we get to condoms? You've got to be prepared, Alice. I'll get Si to buy some for you. Don't you dare tell Simon to go and buy condoms for me. What on earth would he think? I expect he'd think about time too. I should think David would be prepared, Pippa said thoughtfully. But of course he might think that you're postmenopausal. No, you'd better not take that chance. It would be dreadful to get so far and realise that neither of you have got them. I can't believe we're having this discussion. One minute I'm inviting a friend round for a thank-you meal, 
the next I'm leaping into bed with him. Bit of luck he'll skip the eating. We have agreed the next time he calls, and I told him not to call this evening as I was going out with the girls and might be back late. I will invite him for a meal. I will make it quite clear that this is simply to say thank you for all his help over the past weeks and that I am not expecting anything more from him. Later again. David called. He said he wanted to check that I was home safely and that he had missed our nightly chat. He said he would be delighted to come round for a meal. We agreed on next Saturday. Even later. I can't go into a chemist and buy condoms. But that's all right, as I won't need them. He's just a friend who's coming for a meal. Later still. But what if things should develop? He hasn't been with another woman for a long time. He might not think to bring condoms. At least I don't think he has been with another woman. But I don't know that for sure. What if he's been with lots? I've only ever been with Brian. What if I don't come up to his standard? I would hate to be tossed aside like a used piece of strumpet. Maybe he has exotic tastes like... Oh, I can't even begin to imagine. I had a very sheltered life. Perhaps I should get a book out of the library. Daphne is a helpful librarian. She might know of one. But no, she would tell Bev. I could get a video. Oh, no. Wait a minute, of course. I have that kitchen tart book downstairs somewhere. I will look at that. Too late for rational thought. Oh, dear. I think I should cancel the meal. I'm not ready for sex. But David is very... Sexy. Oh, I feel a hot flush coming on. That's all I need, to be menopausal just as I'm dipping my toe in the stream of life. 23rd of March, Tuesday. I called into the chemists in my lunch hour. I bought shampoo, paracetamol, flea powder and a pregnancy test kit. I can't go there again tomorrow, or possibly ever. The girl behind the counter gave me a most peculiar look. I'll try a different one tomorrow, but I must remember to buy items that will come in useful as opposed to the first thing I spot on the counter. Later. Jane and Martin are engaged. They announced it at the start of dance class this evening. We are all to be invited to the wedding, which is going to happen in September. Martin thinks we should wait a bit longer, Jane said, but I said to him, why, we're in love, so why wait? Everyone is delighted, especially Franco. He has said he will teach us the tango and we can demonstrate it at the wedding reception as a present to the happy couple. I'm delighted for them and quickly dispelled any feelings of it could have been me if I hadn't agreed to look after Charlie for Bev. 24th of March, Wednesday. I phoned Pippa. After making her promise not to tell Bev, I told her about my failed attempts to buy condoms. After laughing hysterically, I expected better of her, she said, Oh, Alice, and you are an idiot. You don't have to ask for them. They're not kept under the counter anymore. You could have picked them up from a shelf. It's a bit late to tell me that. I'm still not going back to that chemist. That's all right. You can buy them in Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's? Yes, you won't have to speak to anyone. Just pick them off the shelf, put them in the trolley and choose your checkout operator carefully. Why? You don't want a boy who will see you as a mother figure and be horrified. 
or a flighty-looking female who will think you're too old for sex and be equally horrified. A sensible, middle-aged woman will understand your situation. She was being so capable, I confided in her my concerns about sex. She was wonderfully reassuring. She is right. If David is as keen as we think he is, then even if he is very experienced, he will be patient with me. He might even relish the prospect of drawing me out, she said. But I am not sure I relish the prospect of being drawn out. Later, maybe I'm too old for sex, or too old to be starting again. It really was most inconsiderate of Brian to run off and leave me at my time of life. It's all very well for men. No one thinks it's odd that men have a sex drive even when they're ninety. But this is really shutting the stable door before the cow is bolted. All I am doing is inviting a friend round for a pleasant meal. 25th of March Buying condoms was not the simple task Pippa had led me to believe it would be. I am now the proud owner of 25 of them. I gathered up five packs after the lad stuck in the shelves asked me if I needed help. I never knew they came in so many shapes and styles. I'm just relieved they were all one size. Later, I was putting the condoms in the bedside cabinet when David phoned. He said I sounded flustered and was I all right. I hadn't realised I'd bought some strawberry-flavoured condoms. I didn't even know such things existed. Why would... No, I'm not going there. I'm in enough of a state as it is. I don't know why I listen to Bev and Pippa. I'm getting myself flustered for nothing, I'm sure. David will come round. We will eat, drink, talk a little, and then he will leave. He probably won't even kiss me goodnight. Oh, good grief. What am I going to cook for David? I phoned Pippa to ask what she thought I should cook. She suggested that I do lasagna and salad with fruit salad for dessert. But isn't that a bit boring, a bit homemade? That's what he's coming for, a lovely home-cooked meal. From what I've seen of David, I know it'll be just what he'll like. If he wanted posh, he'd have gone to Claude's. Pippa's only met David twice at the hospital. I don't think she can judge from that what he would like. I phoned Bev for a second opinion. Bev agreed with Pippa. Distania sounds great. Italian food's always romantic. Anyway, it's not the food he's coming for. Bev has a one-track mind. I've noticed this before. And half of me hopes it is the food he's coming for.